Welcome back to the... Wait, wait, hang on. That's not how to start this podcast. <laughs> uh, welcome, Shows. everybody, to the Minimapcast. That's right. Uh, this is your weekly source of gaming news, questions, and impressions from minimap.com.au. Do it, do it back. Run it back. No, 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 no. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> you were just shaking your head. I just couldn't tell whether, whether you were like, no, no, kill this. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Get it out of here. <laughs> oh, my name is Kerry Palmer, and joining me is Jeremy Bradditch. Hello. Wow, what Hello. the hell was that? We're on fire today, both of us. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Collectively, we both had terrible night's sleep, um, yeah. and I then had I, had to, I had to get your roommate to kick you awake. Yeah, I am so tired after my 10 hours of sleep. <laughs> Fucking hell. And, uh, and just before we started recording, I got a, I got a delivery um, of uh, Star Wars Lego, um, which I'm very excited about. Pretty good delivery. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty keen for it. I don't know what I'm gonna make it. I might um, I might save it. Why? Oh, you know, like a like a like a rainy day. I sort of I've I've got a bit to do like over the next like week, and so like maybe okay. I'll save it for like a like like a like a relaxation time over the long weekend. I I didn't I didn't do any work, which was which was delightful. Um, I didn't even think about it, and so I had a nice relaxing weekend. Mm. So I was thinking, like, maybe I save this for like a nice relaxing weekend. Okay, that's fair enough. Maybe not. Uh, I might just do it all today. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna say this is this is like when I when I would say to you or friends at uni, when I was like, ah, oh, I did this thing last night where I I poured myself a bowl of chips, and everyone was like, hang on, what? I don't understand. You didn't eat the whole bag of chips? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm so I'm, I'm, I'm a I'm a bag of chip eater. <laughs> I can very much see you assembling the whole bag of chips today, but we'll, I, I can also I can also see you maybe not doing that. You know, mm. full time work makes adults of us all. Oh, it doesn't adjust. <laughs> uh, well, if you're new here, uh, welcome. This is the Minimap Cast. Uh, we do this every week uh, for minimap.com.au. That's our website where we put up gaming podcasts and news and the occasional written word. Uh, you can go there to check all of that stuff out. Um, our other podcasts include a Game Club podcast and uh, also The Pecking Order, which is our kissability pop culture podcast. 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 Um, they're all great. We recommend them all to you to play them. They're great. Uh, goodness me, I'm rusty today. So the other thing that I wanted to say as well is that if you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash to support us monetarily, or you could uh, also um, rate this podcast uh, with a positive rating on your podcast service of choice. Whether it's the, the plus on the, on the, that's so distracting, Jeremy. That's a, whether that's a plus on the, on the thing or a thumb up or a heart or whatever. Um, I'm <laughs> just watching Jeremy change random letters in our Google Doc to, like, size 72. <laughs> and as we have a, discussed many times letter. on this podcast... Sorry, what? I was just grabbing a random letter here and there and just, like, clicking the make it bigger button. <laughs> as we discussed talking. many times on this podcast, there's next to none of this intro is written down. And so, because yeah, I'm rusty, I'm just... All I'm watching is is a is T get bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> in the word Nintendo. Um, 
so yeah, our positive rating on your podcast service of choice is a great way to support us. Uh, also wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D Improv uh, as the music for the Minimap cast. That's from their YouTube channel. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. Jeremy, is there a chance that that song's not only on their YouTube channel and it might be on other platforms? or Because it's just I'm... like, it's just them improvising on a Moog. So I assumed it was just like, I don't know. Yeah. Not, 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 not that I'm aware of. I'm pretty familiar with Shook's entire discography. Um, hmm. I can't, I can't place that song from anywhere else. Um, okay, yeah, just I will continue to side for the YouTube channel. Yeah, I mean, you know, like their Bandcamp is where you can get all their music. So, yeah. and it's good. It is good. Um, what a train wreck of an intro. I apologize, everyone. Um. I want to start today off by asking you a question, Jeremy. Yeah? <laughs> Last week, when you edited episode 75, I think, of the Minimap cast, yeah. how much of my discussion about Lost Judgment did you cut? <laughs> um, I, I, I only cut the, the story that you told. Um... I mean, you know, like that that was a you Oh and, and you, I should say this is this is something I suggested Jeremy do, by the way. Yes. This, yes. Is not this wasn't just this wasn't me just going, ah, this isn't working. This, this, and this isn't Carrie's me calling you out cut. on the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this 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 is this is Kerry telling me to um this is show notes. This is this is yeah. editorial notes from, from Kerry. Um Yeah, no, I uh, I I mostly just cut the, the story that you told that was like about plot details um and left the like the introduction to the game mm. in okay because upon reflection of my uh discussion about lost judgment and i won't get into it too much here but upon reflection about my discussion about lost judgment last week i was i was thinking about it i was like i don't think i described this game very well at all today on this podcast where i spoke about this game and so uh i just wanted to recognize that <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, in a, it's it's it was interesting coming away from that game, having mainlined that story, hearing that like the side missions are so numerous, and some of the game's best content, um, and all I had to talk about was like literally the plot. Right. Uh, and so that was definitely forefront of my mind. But there, there's so much of that game that like is actually decent. Like, I didn't actually talk about the combat that much or the traversal or the, the voice acting um, in a way that I felt was good. I think... I just wanted to mention that. I just I just wanted to bring that up. <laughs> okay. Do, do, you, do you have more to talk about it or are you just sort of like... That's the thing, recognizing... no. Like, it's it's kind of amorphous because the, my, the, the, the strongest impressions that game left on me were all to do with the story. Well, because that's the rest of it... Not a, not not a, not a fault on you. No, it's not a fault on me, but it's just it makes it difficult to talk about. <laughs> right? Yeah, sure. No, I can I can get that. It's like talking about like you know the fourth season of a TV show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you haven't, if and if you're trying to do it in a spoiler-free fashion. Yeah. Anyway, I get you. But yeah, I I, I am thinking back fondly to uh, the 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 time 
it was like I was binging a, a, a crime novel. It was great. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, Jeremy, I've been playing some really modern heavy hitters. I can tell because I can see an acronym in here that I'm like, really? So I've been doing some, I've been doing a lot of work this week. So I actually haven't been playing that much. But I've been working on these video files that for the first time ever have been running my C- my com- my computer to the ground. Like literally making Chrome close itself, exports failing, having to restart, close every program on startup. So it's, everything's fresh and that's the only way this export goes through. And then it takes like an hour to export a 10 minute video. And so I couldn't use my computer while that was happening. So I was just sitting here babysitting this export. I'm like, oh, I'll go get my Switch. And I loaded up the SNES online and I played half an hour of Donkey Kong Country. As you do. As, As one you does. do. I, you know, I was scrolling through and there's, there's so much guff on that collection. There's so much stuff I've never heard about and am not even remotely interested in trying. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, it's the, it's the SNES like a library it's just what that was yeah there's like are you tough enough like what is that yeah yeah there's like there's like 20 incredible games um and then there's like you know 10 good ones and then there's the rest the rest the hundreds yeah. others and don't um, get me wrong those 20 incredible games are like some of the most incredible games but like yeah there's there's a lot of lot of dump on there <laughs> yeah turns out so I'm just scrolling through and I'm like, you know what? Donkey Kong Country. And that's a game I never owned. I'd never had an SNES. Um, and it was never really re-released that much, I want to say. Um, in comparison yeah, to really. like Mario and Zelda games, you know? like Sure, yeah. But it is one and I was playing it and I was realizing that I knew these courses and I knew these bosses specifically of the early game. And I rem- I started remembering that my primary school aftercare program had banks of TVs and SNESs at my first primary school. Goodness. Uh, not banks, not like 20, but like three. Sure. And like you had to like... Three TVs? You had to go wow. between the different st- stations to find your cartridge because they'd get moved between the different ones if you when it was your turn to play, if you wanted to play a particular game. We had one TV on wheels. <laughs> yeah, but the second primary school I went to had no video games. And then when the yeah. GameCube came out, they all of the all of the aftercare video game consoles got upgraded to N sixty four, which was sick. Um, but <laughs> it made me Sorry. realize that I was familiar with playing the first half an hour of Donkey Kong Country because that's what I would play, and then I'd get kicked off because that was done with my time. And so I was playing, yeah. so I'm like, I'm so familiar with this. That's very very funny. And uh, and then I and then the export was done at about half an hour, and I stopped playing right at right where the levels started getting difficult, and I didn't know them. <laughs> it kicked you off again. It did kick me off again, and then I made the fatal mistake of not setting it. Like I put the thing to sleep when the export finished, and the next time I turned on my switch, I closed the app. So like my I lost no, goodbye save state. Yeah, no save state. I lost about half of my progress, which was fifteen minutes. It's no big deal. That game's soundtrack fucks. Yeah, Holy it's good. shit. It's really good. It's absolutely outrageous. And like I knew that, because you know, you hear it in Smash all the time and stuff like that, but mm. wow. It's 
good. It is hands down, like certifiable. Like it is good. <laughs> uh, you gonna go anyway, back to it? I want to. Um, I don't know when, but oh, it's I a like nice. Ti- it's a nice time killer. Um, you know the SNES stuff in there in general. You know, I started Links, uh, not Links Awakening, Link to the Past, a month or two ago now. Um, the other night, and that was a that was a good hour. You know, just playing. It's fun playing those games. Um, turns out those games are great. Right. Who knew? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, but something that's actually modern. Jeremy, why don't you tell me, <laughs> and we'll get into the specifics of all of this, but why don't you tell me about your weekend with Halo Infinite? Um, yeah, so the the Halo Infinite, like, it's not an open beta, but it's not quite closed. It's just kind of like limited, I guess, beta, because yeah. you, you, you had to sign up for it and you had to get accepted for it, even though they said that everybody was going to be accepted for it, but not everybody is. Which is which is very strange. Like you were you were in the first beta, you didn't get a chance to play because your GPU wasn't playing nice with the game. Uh-huh. Um, which like they they were they're aware of that bug, um, mm-hmm. and I as far as I'm aware that has been fixed. They um, they announced after the first flight that they were specifically addressing that issue for the second one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for some reason they didn't pick you, someone who would be like you know you'd think prime candidate for that. Anyway, I, just, I yeah. never never got the invite for this flight, which yeah, freaking baffled me. But yeah. whatever, it was like I had time for it anyway. Um, I on the other hand did not get an invite into the first flight, but did get an invite into this one, um, which I was very excited about. Um, so yeah, so I've I've played a bit of it. Um, this game feels really good. Um. <laughs> I, I'm 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 still I'm still working through it right because it's it, like three four three's track record with Halo is we'll say less than stellar. Um specifically their track record with their own original Halo titles is mm. some would say pretty disappointing. Um overall. So it's it's like I'm I I'm very excited for this game. I, I enjoyed the 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 trailers and the demos that they showed off at E three, but I am still tepid um, because I've been burned twice before with Halo four and five, um, less so with with four, um, but I still haven't finished the plot, uh, the the campaign of Halo five. Um, that being said, I still think the multiplayer for Halo five is really really good. So mm. it's 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 weird for me to play this and and. Like it, it, it does it does remind me of Halo Five, but not quite. Um, it, it it's this is a lot more classic Halo than Halo Four or Five was. Um, there are like armor ability type pickups and things, but it feels a lot more arena based, and there's less. It's less about maneuvering because there's like you can dash in Halo Five, and you can like hover in the air in Halo Five. And ground um, pound, and ground pound. It's it 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 was very strange. I still think it was really cool, especially some of the game modes that they had. But like it was, it was like a departure. I think is a is a is a fair way to describe it. Um, 
Whereas this feels a lot more like arena based, you know, power weapons on timers. Um, you know, like it's everybody's sort of on the same footing. Um, every time they play, like there's no kill streak rewards or anything like that. Um, so it it's it's interesting to see them tackle that because they they did that kind of with four, but four also had loadouts that you can customize, um, which was a lot more like Call of Duty. You could like unlock, you know, so every time you start off the game, you start off with the battle rifle or the DMR or the assault rifle, and you could choose, um, which meant that like if someone was like wicked accurate, they're gonna just like decimate anybody that's got an, an assault rifle because it's just mm. it's just not as strong when you're good with it. Um, whereas this is like, yeah, this is like Arena Halo. So, I, th- I, th- I think, I think they're coming in pretty strong with it. Um, it's, it is really fun, which I think is maybe the most important thing is that like, I was just like, yeah, fuck it. We lost that game heavily. Let's just play another. Let's just play another. Let's play another. Um, it is uh, a little bit annoying being in Australia for these um, flight times because the, the the game is up all weekend, but the actual multiplayer servers are only live for about four or five hours um, at 9 a.m. in Australia and then at like, it's like 2 a.m. in Australia or something or 1 a.m. in Australia. It's Yeah, it's, like, it's, it, it, it's only those four-hour chunks where um, where the PvP is enabled. Yes, it's it's it, so it's it's a little bit it's a little bit um a little bit mean on uh for 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 people not in America basically um but uh so I I got up bright and early on a on a Saturday morning um or Sunday morning and uh played like for the entire period that was open um and it is it's it's really really fun it's really really fun there's a lot of new weapons in this game. There are right. so many new weapons. There's like, there's a weapon that you shoot the ground and it creates like fire effects on the ground, which damage people as they walk through it. There's there's oh. a that there's like a skewering gun that's like a. Oh. When I was like editing trailer footage of that of the game, the amount of times I saw the skewer footage and like I can't wait to use this thing because it like it impales vehicles right. It just sends them. Uh, I don't know. I've not played against any vehicles. Um, right. Like the the only the only maps that I played while playing multiplayer was just like the the, the smaller maps. Hmm. Um, and then it's more like a one shot, like a Spartan oh, laser. Yeah, it'll, or... yeah, it, it'll it'll one shot. No Spartan laser in this game that I saw. Um, th- That's there's fine. there's a few there's a few. Uh, I I don't know if it's just like you know certain weapons are only going to be in in certain maps sort of thing, but like. Um, when you're not playing the game, you can do a thing called like academy mode or something, or like sorry, when you're not playing the actual PvP, you can do like a thing called academy mode, which is just like you just jump in the multiplayer map and there's just bots and there's no timer on the game and there's no score limit. You're just playing the game and getting used to the weapons and and all the abilities and stuff. And you can pause the game on the fly and like change what weapons you have, change if you know you want the enemies to fight back, change the difficulty of the enemies, and and if you have infinite ammo, infinite life, all that stuff. So you can mess around with the game and see what the sandbox is sort of like presenting you. Um, and so you, like, I went through all the weapons. Um, and yeah, there was no Spartan laser that I could see at all, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of new weapons and there's no Promethean weapons, which I think is maybe the most interesting thing. Mm. Um, that they, they, as far as I'm aware, are not going to be in this game at all. Wow. Um, 
which I think is fine. <laughs> um, I yeah. Um, it's interesting, the, right? The, because that was that was the like the their stamp that was three four three stamp on the series so far is there. Um, the extra race that they added and the, the different completely different types of uh, geometry mm. and level design and, and enemy design and weapon design. Yeah, if they're just forsaking it, wow. Yeah. Well, the, the, as from what I'm, I'm aware of, like they are replacing that with Banished, which is the, 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 the villainous side that we've seen from the Halo Infinite trailers, the, the Brutes, um, but they are also... Um, uh, from Halo Wars Two, yes. Um, that 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 is that is where the the series debut was. So, um, the new weapons are like brute style weapons. Like the the, the the that javelin gun is like a brute, fucking like really heavy weapon. So, like that makes sense on that front. Um, what it doesn't, co- it, it it's it's weird. I I I don't like the direction that they've taken a lot of this specifically like you know from halo 4 onwards you're just like you know killing elites again and in my mind i'm like but all of the everything from the previous games like yeah. that was like anyway um and they justified it as like oh these are zealots yeah They're it's a, a bad justification group. yeah it's yeah bad. um Anyway, like I, I, th- I think the multiplayer is very fun. Um, I, I found that the, the armor abilities are not, um, like they're they're sort of like Halo uh, reaches where like they're important but they're not like you know they're not game changing, um, mm. but also it's still pretty early. People, I've seen some pretty fucking wicked plays with the grappling hook, which seems to be the one that everybody likes the most. So like, it's pretty. If you can get that, you might be like really, really strong. Um, but like they are just uh, they're just around the map, so it's not like a thing that you're spawning with, um, which is which is cool. Played some capture the flag. Um, that was fun. Played some like just regular Slayer, and then played some like the, the King of the Hill stuff. Like it's it all feels really good. It sounds for the most part like really, really strong. Um, Everything's very like techy and very like heavy and um, weighty um, in, in a way that's cool because it's it's not like in, super in its light. audio profile right that you're saying yeah 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 Every, everything sounds really correct aside from I don't think the needler sounds right um, oh. it's 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 not it's it's kind of quiet and you can't hear like the the glassy crystally nature of it as much. Um, which I miss. It's a very specific issue um, that I have with the needler. Um, uh, yeah, that's what they're going up against, though. That's what Halo is up for. That's the that's, that's the, the hill thing, they've got to like, climb. You know, like this is a franchise that you know myself included. People have played hundreds and hundreds of hours of, and are like intimately familiar with so much of the game. Um, and things that change are obvious. Um, and you know, you need to go up against. And and this is the, this is I think maybe the most important thing is Halo Infinite now has to go go up against everybody being able to play the Master Chief Collection hmm. like really really easily. This isn't just the Xbox One game that came out on launch that everyone hated because it was broken. This is a game that's now on Steam. This is a game that's now on PC. This is a game that's on Xbox Series and it's on Game Pass. Right? Yep. It's never been more accessible, and they have to go up against the the other thing that they have been working on that they didn't create. 
Yeah, they've, um, so they've perfectly preserved their legacy and now they have to live up to it. Mm-hmm. Well, they've, they've perfectly preserved someone else's legacy is, is, is I think, the biggest issue. It's not even theirs. Um, yeah, it's the look, I, Like, a lot, of, a lot of 343 is, is ex-Bungie, but, like, they were... As far as I'm aware, 343 was the company that was making the map packs for Halo Reach and Halo 1. Um, so, like, it's... They, they've, got a, they've got an almighty hill to climb... Um, and like this, like Halo Infinite's multiplayer is like, from what I've played, it's a, it's a really good step in the right direction. Um, it feels like classic Halo, whereas Halo 5 didn't quite feel like Halo. Um, I still liked what I was playing, but it, it didn't quite feel like Halo. So they're, they're doing a good job so far. Um, that campaign's going to be make or break for, I think the future of that franchise, to be completely honest. Mm. Um, or at least the future of 343 doing Halo. Yep. So it's like... Well, as you've already said, right, like the you even said that you, you felt the multiplayer was strong in Halo 5. Even though it was a departure, it was very different, which might have been enough to have sealed its fate. But you already yeah. said that the multiplayer was strong and it was the campaign that let it down. You know, there's, there's such a... There, there is... I can't think of a like a traditional franchise where the multiplayer and single player go hand in hand so neatly. Um, yeah. Cause like call of duty is so like the, the campaign is so disposable in battlefield two. They literally disposed of it. Like, yeah, uh, you know, and it's, in it's Black really Ops important. 4, they literally like Black Ops 4, they literally disposed of the campaign too. They, like, yeah. 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 Good point. And so, but um, like halo, yeah. it's so important and, like you're not going to have the the co-op single player at launch, but it is going to be there later, and the single player game is going to be there. How are they going to walk hand in hand beside each other? Yeah, and and what they're going up against, I guess, which is maybe the most ironic thing, is maybe like they're going up against Destiny. Well, they are right by making their multiplayer suite free to play. They're 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 putting their first person shooter experience up against other free to play first person shooter experiences from but Bungie all, specifically. But, it's a good point. Uh, but like, also, just in terms of like you know the full product, which is like you know the campaign and the multiplayer. Like, so few games are doing that. Um, it's sort of like uh, like uh, in, in that space specifically in like that shooter space, or even just in that like really narrative driven space um there's like there are so few other entries in in that area that like i guess they're actually going up against like you know the fucking <laughs> like <laughs> like david and goliath except they're both like that they're both fighting against like their own legacies as well as each other's legacies um yeah it's it's really really strange um and and I, I think that's also part of like you know though that style of game doesn't exist anymore that style of like this is a multiplayer this is a a campaign game that has a multiplayer that is as loved as much if not more than the campaign even though the campaign is like you know like I can't think of another franchise that has that um yeah yep. and that style of game doesn't get made anymore um I think because games are too big now um you know, games that used to have multiplayer components, like, you know, Uncharted, The Last of Us, now don't. Um, 
or if they do, they're separate games or they're they're yeah distinct add-ons or yep. purchasable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know the games that had. Uh, you know, and some games have gone the other way, like, you know, like Call of Duty at the moment now is basically like, here's the campaign games and there's Warzone. Um, so it's, it's very, very, very strange. Um, I really hope they can pull it off because, mm. you know, of course you want a game to be good. Um, but man, am I fucking cautious around infinite i'm still excited for it but i'm still so cautious around it yeah yeah after after five when did that come out 2015 five uh yes six years six years holy moly and when you consider that like what is halo 3 2007 odst was what oh nine and then reach was 2011 and then four, Halo 4 was 2013, another two years for Halo 5, and then now it's been six years since the last Halo game. And look, it needed it. Everything we and, just discussed and, is proof of that. But And to be fair, they also did, like, you know, one remastered and, and two remastered as well. Um, you know, that's, like, that's, that, that's no small feat. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's... Halo is both the exact same and the opposite of Destiny, mm. um, where they are, you know, they are presenting like for like products in in some regard. Um, you know, live servants, li- live service elements in a campaign multiplayer suite. Um, except Halo has now gone out of its way to preserve its legacy, and Destiny has gone the other way. Um, which is like it's fascinating that they, even though that they, they have taken that approach, the complete two different directions, they are still, I guess, the closest thing to being like for like. I I actually can't think of anything closer. I guess Battlefield, but like you know, it's been so long since we've had a Battlefield like that. Yeah, for sure. Like all of the battlefields in this last generation were all like World War One, World War Two, um, and they they by by definition have to be different. Um, then I guess Battlefront also. Yeah, maybe. The problem is that was mired by, in one, a lack of content, and in two, their own shitty microtransactions. Like, completely mm. overshadowed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be very strange and very interesting to see how it, how it boils down, how it nets out. Mm. Um, I am very excited for, for it to come out and everyone to get into it and it to be free to play. So like, yeah, yeah. You know, the good yeah. chance is going to be way more people than normal. Just going to be able to jump into it. It's not even like a game totally. pass free to play thing. It's just free to play. Um, yeah. I'm really stoked to, to see it. Um, when it, when it finally launches and maybe I'm just saying that because I didn't get into this flight, but who knows? Uh, Jeremy, something else modern that we've been playing this last week is this little indie game. It's this tiny indie game. Um, owned, owned by Microsoft. Owned by Microsoft called Minecraft. Um, <laughs> so how did this happen, Jeremy? Again. <laughs> um, so uh, my housemate for the past four days had been playing Minecraft on his Switch. 
and just he just fell into a hole where he was just like in bed playing it and then he'd wake up and like we had like a long weekend in Victoria so like you know Friday like just like I saw him like come out of his room and he just sat on the couch plugged his switch into the tv and just played continued to play Minecraft um and I was just like you know I I'm, I'm a little bit more familiar with like more of the modern stuff um than, than he was and so I was sort of just giving him a bit more like context around certain blocks and what they do and he was like oh yeah, yeah. and then I sort of like went into my room and did my own thing for a little bit and I was like thought about Minecraft for a bit. I was like, oh it's been a it's been a minute. It's been a it's been a it's been a hot minute. Um you know, do I want to play Minecraft again? I don't know. And then like next day, exact same thing happened and I was like again giving you more tips and stuff and like and I was like, Oh, you could do this, or oh, you could do this and in my mind I'm like, should probably just play it. Should should, pro- should probably just play it. And then so but th- the differences between now and the last time I'd played Minecraft. I have since picked up a computer which I've used for hosting servers. Um, and I was like, oh, well, I can just host the Minecraft server and just leave it on as opposed to um, having to, like, people having to ping me to say, hey, can you turn on the computer and turn on the server so I can play? Mm. Um, which is which is what we did last night, which which was fine, but, like, it was it was more like, you know, if I'm not home, then I, I can't do that and people can't play and so people fall off. So I spent a couple hours setting one up again. Um, had to relearn how to do that because it, it's been a little while oh it's so um, fussy <laughs> it's, it's actually a lot easier than what it used to be um it's or at least m- maybe i just know more about it now um but like the 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 port forwarding stuff is like it that actually only took a couple minutes i just i was just getting things wrong <laughs> um right when you do it right it like it you know it would take 10 minutes to set up a server because last time i did it i did it right immediately and i was like oh wow i, f- I forgot how quickly this works um, but I was I was just making mistakes along the way, and I had to relearn like how to do it all. Um, but yeah, so I, I set one up on my computer, um, and then I played a six-hour sitting <laughs> of, of Minecraft one morning, bright and early. Uh, played Halo until Halo's servers went down, and went well. I guess I'll go play Minecraft, and then I continued until to six p.m. from midday. Um. And made a big old house. You got so much done. And like, so like, we all jumped in that first night and it was like Ollie and Sam got in, which has been really cool. And yeah, there was they're like so seven of right us now. playing. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's great. Um, and like I jumped in and then I, I didn't come in for a couple of days, but everyone else was doing a bunch of that eat that evening and then had done a bunch during that day the next day so then when i came in like 48 hours later it was like oh my god you had made like a terrace you made like you made an estate for yourself it was <laughs> it was impressive yeah i made a i made a big house i made i made concrete um <laughs> which I, I found out is a lot easier to make than than the one i thought which is good because last time i was doing the similar things i was using like quartz blocks and stuff which takes for fucking ever yeah. Um, because you're gonna go to Nether to do all that stuff. Um, but yeah, turning cement into concrete is like, like wow, you can just make whatever colors you want, and it's incredible. Um, uh, yeah, I made a I made a big old like log, uh, log cabin type thing with like the the white walls and the 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 the, the, the bare logs on the on the outside. Um. And made made a bunch of farms, 
made a got some beetroot farms going, got some pigs, got some got some chickens, got some cows. Uh, still waiting on a still waiting on another cow. I've only got one yeah, cow. Yeah, we found one cow. Yeah, I'm 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 still waiting waiting for another one to pop up so I can like breed them, but currently I only have one cow and it's kind of annoying. Um uh but yeah, like I've I so every time I play Minecraft, I like I'm like okay, I want to do a couple of things. First thing I will always want to do is a farm because, um, I think the main reason being I don't like hunger in that game. I I yeah. think it 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 gets annoying, and I never liked it when they added it in the beta, and I still don't like it now. It's not hard, it's just annoying, and yeah, it gets in the way. It it just gets in the way, and so I think the first thing I always do is make a farm, so then hunger becomes non-existent because I just have two stacks of bread with me at all times. And at that point, hunger doesn't mean anything at all. Um, so, yeah, so I, so I did that immediately. And then that turned into, like, my life, I guess, was just making, like, the <laughs> biggest, most extravagant farm I could. Um, I did patterns on the floor for different floorboards because I, I hate the look of just plank floors at this point because I've seen it and done it so many times. I wanted something more interesting. Um, if you right-click on some logs with an axe, you strip the wood and it creates a different pattern, creates a different grain on it, um, which is cool. So you can turn the... Because, the, you know, a log, you have the, the outside bark and the inside wood, the, the like the flesh, I guess, is what it would be called. Um, you right-click, it get ri- gets rid of all the bark, so then it just becomes that flesh block, um, which makes for some different building interesting materials. Um, I then built a glass underwater tunnel to a um, half-destroyed nether portal, which I then fixed up and then used as my as my nether entrance, um, which is cool. Um, like did fences and you know got lanterns and did some awnings and you know I've got like I've got some ceiling floorboards and I've got uh, <laughs> my favorite <laughs> phrase. <laughs> yeah, the ceiling floorboards, different designs on the ceiling because the the ceilings. You see them so much, but, you know, so why can't they be a little bit more interesting, you know? Um, yeah, just, like, I've just been I've just been having a, a good old jolly time in it. I spent four in-game days going very, very far away and back to just find some spruce trees because there was none nearby. <laughs> and we're sort of surrounded by desert and ocean. Um, so, yeah, now next thing I'm going to do is I've, I've got a ton of minecarts because I... I ripped them out of a, an abandoned mine shaft, and I'm gonna minecart my way from my house and back to the Nether portal because um, it's it's a it's a decent distance, but it's not like you know it would take a minute to walk there, mm. but on a minecart it would take like 15 seconds. So, um, yeah, I've been having a, a good old time. Made a treehouse. What? You made a treehouse. I did make a treehouse. I uh. It's currently in a, in its in its uh, in its growing stage. I uh, so I was you know every time I play Minecraft, I'm like, oh okay, I guess I'll go mine, and then I forget that that's like the only thing I've really enjoyed and done in Minecraft. But I'm kind of over it, like as it being like the thing that I do. Um, and so I always start, and I'm like, ah, I don't know what to do. And so St- Sam was being so industrious, and Jane had. It's got this wicked pumpkin farm. They've got like 15 pumpkins at a time. It's nuts. Um, and Sam started making like 
like gigantic bees in the sky out of out of different colored wool and that meant getting sheep and getting the right dye and so sam said this cool project and so i was like i'm gonna i want a project so i decided to make a tree house but the way i wanted to do it was by growing trees in the shape of a house rather than like just placing logs or um or chopping everything down and making planks and just building a house so i i made i made a an eight by eight square shell uh, with mm. an open roof and a doorway. And then I lined the whole floor with as many, what kind of tree? Oak, with as many oak saplings as I could and just waited for them to grow. And then as soon as they grew, I sheared all the leaves off or punched them off so that the saplings that they that the leaves had then covered were then exposed again to the light so that more saplings would grow. So I was I was I was growing this like gargantuan trunk from within this like house base. Idea being that the tree's going to just get larger and larger but kind of more naturally. So I was I was stripping it like to the bones every time for a long while because again I wanted the saplings that were underneath the the leaf coverage to grow. Um, but after a while, it was like, okay, this is not getting me anywhere. I'm not. I don't have a treehouse anymore. I'm just growing logs, which is weird. Um, and so I, the, it started to the growth started to slow down, and to like make it grow taller, like, like more logs on top of trees. I had to put a block of dirt down on like the top layer where I wanted it, and then another sapling. And so now it, it's a bit more sporadic as it's getting up to the top, but it's also growing outwards because I'm not cutting out the the leafage. And so I'm getting mm. quite a really broad trunked, broad foliage treetop tree. And I'm very much enjoying it. And the inspiration in my head, Jeremy, is from this little known uh, book series uh, called The Inheritance Cycle. Uh, the first book oh, of so which is called Aragon. Oh, I thought you was. I thought this <laughs> wasn't going to be. I didn't know the name of the series. I thought, why... <laughs> Oh, in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's fucking better not be Aragon. And then you said that, and I'm like, oh, it's not. And then you were like, no, it is. I'm like, no. <laughs> so you, the amount of times I've brought up Aragon on this show is for the, the PS2 game, right? Which is based on the movie. But this feels entirely different, right? Because this is referencing the Elven cities, which only happened in the second books. This is much more like true to life, true to the actual source material of Aragon, which is actually very, very lovely. And I don't bring it up as a bit. Um, because the elves in, um, in Aragon, in their elvish cities, they grow trees in the shape of houses because they, they like sing to the wood or whatever. And, but they like grow them so that they have window shapes in, in them and they grow them so they have, they have bulbous rooms, but it's all part of the tree and the trees have not been chopped to bits and, and the elves get a house and they, they live in the forest and, you know, that's how it is. And so that's just kind of how I was thinking about this, you know, it was like, trying to think of it as sort of like a gardening perspective, like, oh, you know, if I was growing a, a bush or like a rose bush, you know, it's not uncommon for a, a, a gardener to prune something or like graft a, a sapling or, or a cut a cutting to a new plant and that way they get a different type of fruit or something. So trying to think of it like that and a little inspired by like, you know, elf kind of self-made treehouse kind of deal. Um, I don't know how it's going to go. Like I kind of got this this foundation of this big trunk, 
And now I'm getting to the bit where it's getting a bit sparser and a bit taller. And I'm like, ah, how am I gonna how am I gonna finish this off? Um I think it I think it'll get there, but yeah, it's good. But it's the kind of thing where it's like I planned it, and then once the saplings stop growing, I'm like, Oh, I'll go to bed, and these trees are gonna grow because uh everyone else is still playing, so that's fine. <laughs> and then I come back and I'm like, oh look at my house. <laughs> You know, trees grow in, like, two in-game days. Yeah, sometimes a little faster. They were growing much faster when they were all on the ground, but now that I'm growing them in the canopy, they're taking much longer. You're growing them on dirt? Yeah. Okay. You can't plant them on anything else. Uh, right, yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah, I was glad I could sneak in that... that, that Aragon reference. <laughs> Server's going down. No! <laughs> you should read those books. They're great books. The movie sucks. I've got the movie. The movie sucks. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, well, we're going to have a little break now. Uh, we don't have too much to talk about when we go back from the break. Obviously, no question corner this week because we are minus June. Uh, that'll, be, that'll be next time. Um... But we do have a little bit to go over. Uh, so without further ado, we'll be right back. Further ado? Uh, I don't know. Because it's... It's, it's not adieu. You know, it's not French. No. Yeah. Adieu, because it's... As in much ado about not nothing. Much ad- yeah, because it's not much ado about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. For those who heard the start of this episode, this is actually how you start the break and not how you start the actual podcast. I used the wrong voice at the wrong time. But I'm glad I could remedy that for us today. Uh, so we're going to talk about, uh, the Nintendo Direct that happened last week. Uh, we recorded last Wednesday and then I think that like two hours later, Nintendo announced that 36 hours later they were going to do a, or like 30 hours later they were going to do a Nintendo Direct. It was almost, it was almost a shadow drop. Like it was so close to the announcement and then the release of the, the tra- the, the, not trailer, but the showcase. Um, it was quite, it was quite a lot. Um, now there's a few things in here. This isn't, it's not a bombastic showcase. It's not like, oh my God, I get to talk about Breath of the Wild 3. The second one's not even out yet. Like it's nothing like that, but it was a solid enough showcase that it warrants us talking about it. And I think it'll be a nice little full stop on our, on our conversation for this week. Nice little palate cleanser. Um, before we even get into it, um, actually no, let's, let's, I'll run over what, what the announcements were and then we'll discuss it once everyone's on the same page. So, um, I'm gonna I'm reading a recap from Alex Walker four days ago. Great. Okay, here we go. So, the first thing on their list. Nintendo 64 and Genesis games, so that's the Sega Genesis, with multiplayer are coming to Nintendo Switch Online as part of Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack. It will be launching in late October, so in about a month, um, after the release of the Switch OLED mo- model. Um... There's no information on pricing yet, just that it will cost extra. 
So you can either get Nintendo Switch Online or you can get Switch Online plus Expansion Pack, which will be more than just online on its own. Uh, the games you'll be getting when it comes out include Zelda Ocarina of Time, fuck yes, Mario Tennis, Mario Kart 64, Super Mario 64, Dr. Mario 64, didn't know that was a game, Windback, Covert Operation, never heard of it, Star Fox 64, otherwise known as, oh wait, no, never mind. Yeah, no, that's the right thing. Star Fox 64, otherwise known as Lilat Wars, uh, Yoshi's Story, and Sin and Punishment. Bunch of Sega Genesis games. I'm not even going to bother going through them, except Echo the Dolphin is there, which we spoke about on our last minimap cast. Um, Sonic oh, next, Streets of Rage 2, Sonic 2. Yeah, yeah. A few... Fantasy Star 4. A few decent... Oh, really? Okay. There's a few decent things in there. There's a Contra I see now. Um, you know, might end up playing them. Uh, they've also announced that... Uh, as with the last times that the um, that they've launched the online uh, services for NES Online and SNES Online, uh, they're coming out with uh, the platform controllers for the Switch for those platforms uh, that they're releasing the collections for. So that's a N64 controller and a Genesis controller. Um, different versions for different regions, which is interesting for the Genesis controller. Um, and we don't know how much Fucking they're going to cost. But bonkers. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, they're 50, 50 bucks each. Or I thought that was US. 50 US. Yeah, so it'll be 70, 70 bucks. Yeah. yeah. 75. And I'm very excited to buy an N64 controller and have the uh, analog stick immediately start to go loose. There's nothing quite like... Have you held an N64 controller, Jeremy? Yeah. There's nothing quite yeah. like the feeling of that loosey-goosey joystick. Yeah, it's fucking like crap. <laughs> it's such a, it's such a, it's such a bad like. It's such a not well made. Yeah. Thing. It's so bad, and I'm very excited to have another one. Uh, Nintendo also confirmed that these would be the next N64 games to be added to the service in the coming months. So these include Banjo Kazooie, Pokemon Snap, Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask, Kirby 64: The Crystal Shards, Mario Golf, Paper Mario, and F Zero X. All of which are fantastic um or at least beloved um oh, i don't know about f0x actually i don't know much about f0x but i neither do i the last one they made no there was another one on um gamecube gx you should look up gameplay footage of gx that game is nuts like it's so fast yeah okay. anyway so we'll we'll go on with the rest of the thing, and then we'll break it down. Uh, Kirby's getting a full three D adventure, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, um, which oh, is I'm cool. I'm so excited for this. So people are sort of equating it to like a, a Mario Odyssey kind of vibe. It seems like, um, and mm, it basically yeah. looks like Kirby walking through forgotten cityscapes, overgrown, overgrown and defunct concrete. It kind of looks like they plonked him in The Last of Us. Um, are you are you at all familiar with Kirby lore? <laughs> Kerry, are you are you at all familiar with the lore of the Kirby series? Oh no, <laughs> Kerry's broken. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> okay, so there's a lot of a lot of lore around. Kirby. <laughs> I'm I'm not kidding, and it's all incredible. <laughs> It's 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 all incredibly like dark. It's all really like really intense, um, and is about like the end of the world and the universe and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I would 
there are there are people online who can break it down much better than I can. I am not super well versed in it, um, but I know that it it fucking goes some places. It absolutely is buck wild. Okay. All I can say is that the idea of Kirby going through like an end of the world style Earth, um. Like that's like the harbinger of doom level stuff. So like, well, I'm very curious to see how this fits in with the Kirby timeline, which is like incredibly, incredibly hellish. <laughs> well, well, we should talk some more on that, but let's let's get through the the rundown first. Um, there was a Castlevania collection that was leaked last week sometime. Uh, it's the Castlevania Advance Collection. So that was announced. Uh, it includes Castlevania Circle of the Moon, Harmony of Dissonance, Aria of Sorrow, and Dracula X. Um, apparently these are all Apparently fantastic. those are really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's there. That's great. Uh, Bayonetta 3. We finally got more info on it. Um, we got a release year, so it's coming next year sometime. We got gameplay, cutscene, four minutes of stuff. You know, this is the first time we've seen anything on it since the reveal trailer back in like 2018. Um so great that that's there. Uh, got more Splatoon 3 gameplay and a 2022 release window, although I don't know if that was announced there or if that was already announced. Um, they showed more of the um, single player and the multiplayer. Act Razor Renaissance, um, which is what? An NES game that's been remade, I think? Uh, yeah, Act Razor is a... Yeah, it was, it was a SNES game, yeah. Um, yeah. People really like this game. Yeah, um, that's what I've heard. It's got like a bit a, of a, a cult a, following. Yeah, yeah, this is a cult game. This this remake doesn't look good. Um, I don't think. Yeah, Digital Foundry. I saw a headline that said it's got some issues. Um, yeah, but also the people who love it love it. So yeah, interesting to look at. Uh, Chocobos are getting their own Mario Kart esque game called Chocobo Fuck GP. Yeah. So basically, a Final Fantasy kart racer. Um, you can finally, the sequel to Chocobo Racing on PS1. Finally. Finally. So you can play as a roller skating Chocobo or the, the mage with the straw hat and the eyes. and I don't know. This did. I think this looks really cute. It does look really cute, but it did nothing for me. You know what I mean? Like the... nah, I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> like with, when, Mario Cla- when Mario Kart looks as slick as it does, looking at this is a bit like... Ow. Oh. Like, it just looked a bit simple, but that's okay. Uh, they announced that next month we will be getting a new uh, Animal Crossing Horizons Direct. So they announced a Direct, which will be talking about content coming out in November. Um, specifically teasing uh, Blathers, I think? Is it... No, Blathers is in the game. Oh, Blathers it's, it's is the, uh, the, the... The coffee. The, 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 coffee, the coffee shop is coming. And yep, Brewster. Who, Brewster, that's right. Um... So that was teased, and we'll learn more about that in October. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise uh, got a new expansion announcement called Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Looked cool, but, you know, Monster Hunter. Uh, another trailer for Mario Party Superstars, which is the remaster of N64 Mario Party boards inside of Super Mario Party's engine. Um, great. Nothing news there. Uh, Yoko Taro, the creator of Nier, uh, has a new card game <laughs> called uh, Voice of Cards. Voice of Cards, that's right. Uh, yeah. It's very weird. I'm not interested in it. Yeah. 
Uh, Disco Elysium hits the Switch on October twelfth, which is huge. That's Great. the that's the, that's the new cut too. Yep, yep. Uh, getting a physical release next year as well, and then we also learned more. Miyamoto rocked up to tell us about the Super Mario animated movie Ugh. and to announce the casting for the voice of all of the main characters. Jeremy, <laughs> do you remember who they announced? <laughs> hang on, yes, hang on. We should I do. Hang on, hang on. Let's let's finish the rundown. We'll, we'll come. We'll circle back to this because this is going to okay, take a second. Harold okay. Warriors is getting more DLC. Uh, the final Smash Ultimate character will be revealed on October 6th, Australia time. Um, so they announced an announcement on that one. Uh, interesting it's getting its own presentation. I think that's the right move for the final uh, update yeah, sure. for Oct- Ultimate. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic, the old one, is being re-released on Switch. So turns out all we have to do to get that to happen is to say it on the podcast two weeks ago. And uh, they were ready to yeah. throw that out there. Um, yep. I, I, re- I haven't seen the price yet. I really want to know the price. Uh, Dying Light 2 is coming via stream cloud service. Also, Dying Light Platinum Edition is coming in February next year. Eh, well, eh, eh. Triangle yeah. Strategy is the uh, pseudo-sequel to uh, Octopath Traveler. Just continuing on with the really weird names. That look game looks gorgeous, because of course it does. And then... Metroid Dread. They just called it Triangle Strategy. Yeah, they got rid of the project. <laughs> yeah. Just like Project Doctor Fast Traveler. It was, yeah, the exact same thing. Yeah. Just like, it, it's very strange. They're like, oh, well, we released it under this name and now people know it. We saw more yeah. about uh, Metroid Dread, Shadowrun Trilogy Returns. Uh, Shadowrun Returns Trilogy is getting a Switch release. Uh, Mario, Mario Golf content, Delta Rune Chapter 2. Surviving the Aftermath, not sure what that is. Classic Namco games and Disney Magical World 2. So there was, there was a lot there. You know, kind of ran into a bit of faff at the bottom. Um, where do you want to start, Jeremy? Let's just go through, like, the big, like, three or four. The the ones that we, like, you know, are actually interested in talking about. Okay. Let's start with the movie casting. Okay. So Miyamoto okay, so rocks when, up. When, when, <laughs> he shows up on stream and it like a shit post. It was like the strangest announcement <laughs> ever because there was there was so much time in between each cast member showing up on screen that I had enough time to go through an entire cycle of emotions yep. only to then be hit in the face by the next announcement yep. of the cast. So, l- okay, and, so you know, listening to the translation of Miyamoto Miyamoto go, Oh, this person's cast for this. They're so cool. It's the strangest thing. So um, I've got the list look, if you I don't want. Think any, or... I mean, like, look, we'll go through it. I don't think anybody that's listening doesn't already know the cast at by this point anyway. Chris Pratt's Mario, that's the most cursed fucking thing. That sucks. It's, it's so, so bad. weird because Mario's so got such uninspired. a distinctive voice. And Chris Pratt, like... Isn't. Like, He's not he's the that. least distinctive person, and also no. um, he's not particularly well loved right now because he's a member of a fundamentalist no. church. <laughs> yes, um, he like this is such like a you know this feels like a cast that are from ten years ago, not because the actors are from ten years ago, because like just let the voice actors do the voices. Yeah. I don't understand why you wouldn't want that. 
And kind it, of same with like, like Sonic, you know, like why did they go to, why didn't they uh, stick with Roger Craig Smith, um, who we know yeah, can do a great yeah. Sonic? And and this is it's it's always such a such a, um, a disservice to the voice actors, mm. um, because they obviously put their heart and soul into this for you know decades, decades. right? Decades. Um, and it reminds me of the Space Jam two posters, right? It was like. <laughs> Like LeBron James, it was Don Cheadle, and then it was like Bugs Bunny on the poster, and I'm like, fucking credit the guy who's doing the Bugs Bunny voice. Put his name on the poster. He's yeah. Bugs Bunny. It's not Bugs Bunny is Bugs Bunny. It doesn't exist, and it's just this constant thing of like, you know, dehumanizing the folks that are actually doing the work and making like the ips the stars it sucks absolutely and like you got to consider like the same thing with nintendo behind this the animation it's not like it's going to be the mario movie from the 80s where it's live action and doesn't Mm. represent what the series represents where it's this sort of fever dream of a of a property like this is going to be recently for the first time uh well i'm so sorry (laughs) it's it's so good it's tight that movie rules (laughs) um but like you got to imagine that the 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 execution of the animation is going to be really on point. It's going to look like like fantastic Mario cutscenes, right? And it's going to yeah, sound yeah. like nothing we've ever heard before because we've got Chris Pratt will be voicing Mario, whatever the hell that's going to sound like. Anna Taylor Joy will be voicing Princess Peach. I kind of don't care about that because Peach doesn't say much anyway, which is a bit of an indictment on all of that. But you know, um, Charlie Day will voice Luigi. Okay. Oh, I like that. No, he's good. Okay, that's a that's a good that's a good choice. The only one I like here, and not because of I not because of the prospect of what it'll actually sound like, but just the idea of it, is Jack Black will be playing Bowser, which is like, again, how is that going to work with voices? Because Bowser just he just roars. I don't know. Like, it's it's I, it's going to be Jack say, Black. Think- you know, Bowser's going to open his mouth, and I'm just going to hear like Kung Fu Panda and School of Rock. Like, what is going to happen here? I do think Jack Black is will be good in that. I, agree. I also do think that Keegan Michael Key will be good as Toad, and I also think that Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong is <laughs> like, also. I forgot good. about that. Um, I think that's very very good. <laughs> Seth um, Rogen will voice Donkey Kong. <laughs> the, the others that are listed is Fred Armiston's Cranky Kong, Kevin Michael Richardson is Kamek, and Sebastian Manisakalo, I believe his name, um, is Spike. I don't. I'm like. I know Fred Armiston from SNL, but like I don't really care about those three. I think it's weird that Kamek is in this. Yeah, Kamek, um, Cranky like Kong, Kar- and Spike. Like, yeah, yeah, weird picks. Well, because Donkey Kong, well, because Cranky Kong is the one in the original Mario game, right? That's him. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, because it's like the the original Donkey Kong who it's then th- got old. Yeah, and it's it's because Donkey Kong is actually Donkey Kong Junior. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, Which is some, that's funny. some Mario and, Mario bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if they'll, I wonder if they'll, they'll do his last name joke again. I hope so. Maybe. I, like, I think the issue is also is like Charles Martinet is like is listed in the cast as like fucking upcoming voice like cameo, Surprise right? And I'm like, cameos, yeah. Don't worry, he's in there. We've given him tokenistic roles. Yeah, like that. That sucks. Let him, like, 
he's been doing it for such a long time and he loves it. He so loves to do the voice of Mario. He said that over and over and he's and fantastic over at it. He's great at it. He's so good. He's so good at it. Yeah, it's a it's a really weird shot. It's a it's it's a Nintendo decision. Yeah, like this this movie is going to have like you know, it's it's going to have a pop song in the trailer and it's going to be it's it's just going to feel really generic, I feel. Yeah. It's going to be like it's going to suck um in terms of like it not feeling true because there are good like animated movies that stay true to what they are adapting like you know that the charlie brown movie is 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 one of them spider-verse is another um and uh another one honestly is like the lego movie does a really great job at that starring Um, chris pratt yes yes funnily enough right um and that's because they got chris pratt to to play the blank Lego character. Yes. You know, he's Emmett in that movie. He is like a nothing fit into the mold character, right? He is literally a blank slate. Um, and it like, it, it, this is, this is just like, they don't get it that like, just because he's that doesn't mean that, you know, he's great as the blank slate character because he's a blank slate man, <laughs> right? There's there's not a whole lot of there's not a whole lot happening there with him. No, um, it, it it's I don't know. Yeah, I don't get him. So that's enough of that. Um, but if you wanna if you want a good time, I highly recommend you go to Kind of Funny's live reaction of this showcase where they where they react as each announcement happened. They were they were going off, like absolutely losing their minds. Andy's hysterically laughing. Blessing's throwing off his headphones. Like it's a it's a really fun three minutes watching them freak out. Similarly, uh, Dan Reichert was also watching it and just absolutely fucking cackling throughout the entire <laughs> announcement. Like just like losing his mind. Yeah. I, uh, I hope Nintendo internalized that particular slate of reactions. No. I know they won't, but I hope they do. Uh, is there much to talk about Splatoon 3 or Bayonetta 3? I kind of don't think so, but... No. Yeah. They're coming. Yeah. You know what they are. Yeah. Music in the fucking Splatoon 3 trailer was tight. That was so good. I honestly didn't even listen to it. <laughs> I, I barely Ooh, paid attention you, during Splatoon. <laughs> You, you, sh- you should go back and watch that trailer because that music in it is like really fucking good. Okay. So. <laughs> so Kirby, right? Uh, mm. And we've got this this new 3D adventure and you were talking about the, the lore. And you were talking about it going to a dark place. Kirby 64 and the Crystal Shards is a fucked up game. And so you saying that right. that these games come from a dark place reminded me of that. You know, it's kind of where like you have to face doppelgangers and people's like brains get stolen. It, it gets pretty dark in that game. Um, but it's interesting you saying that because it also reminded me of that that clown boss in Mario and uh, in in Super Smash Ultimate. Um, that's from like Kirby Adventure, like Marx or clown something. Boss? Yeah, it's know. it's 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 messed is up. Is that in the campaign mode of Smash Brothers? Yeah. The uh, in in Ultimate. Yeah. God, that was shit. 
It was okay. It was it was it was actually okay. But it was not on for fucking ever. <laughs> yeah, no, it did. It the thing is, it was it was the event mode. On and on and on and on. Which I think was okay. That's yeah. some, that's some of Smash Brothers' best content is the event mode stuff. Um Yeah, I'm I'm Ain't skeptical. No subspace on... emissary. Yeah, no, it's no subspace emissary. Uh, I'm I'm skeptical on this Kirby game just because we haven't seen anything like this from that franchise in a long time. And honestly, this the the demonstration we showed looked kind of empty and a bit flat and a bit boring. Um, what? Like it just oh, looked, it looked so cute. It did look cute, but it looked empty. I mean, like you know, it's like a you know, it's a, it's a it's a Kirby game. You know, there are there are there are enemies around flying on that star. You know, it's fucking fighting the spiky balls. Nah. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not full, but it's like... This is about as much as you could probably run on the Switch. <laughs> 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 well, I guess that... I guess that... We'll call it good then. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think this looks very good. I'm I'm very excited for it. Okay. That's a, that's a, that's a shame that, that you're not, you're not, you're not keen on it. It's more like... I haven't been convinced yet. I'm, I'm, they're welcome to convince me, you know? Like they're welcome mm. to come out and and change my mind. Uh, and then, really, Jeremy, I think the next biggest thing here is the Nintendo sixty four online offering. You're actively trying to avoid talking about. <laughs> I'm not trying to avoid talking about it. I think it's more that I'm saving it for last. So, you and I had a heated, sometimes all caps lock discussion over discord when this was announced um <laughs> Which i is funny because it's like every, every one of those that we do and it's just like it'll go on for like too long yeah and then we're like we'll play apex yeah. <laughs> so i am very excited for this offering i'm actually incredibly excited i almost shed a tear which is a bit lame but whatever i'm going to be honest with you um Jeremy, however, did not shed any tears, at least not of joy, perhaps only of fury. Um, what does this announcement make you feel, Jeremy? Fucking stupid, goofy-ass company. Why, why is that? Nickel and diming every every inch. It, charging extra in a Nintendo Online subscription for N64 games and Genesis games? Now, I would like, like to point out that Nintendo Switch Online is very cheap. Sure. But they're charging more for something that is giving them nearly, like, a very, very small amount of work. I will say the online edition of, you know, things like Mario Kart, that's neat. And Lilac Wars. I think that's cool. Yeah, like, like that that is a cool thing. And that is, I don't want to take away from the people that have done that work because that will not, that will not, um, you know, that's not for nothing. It's work they had to do, which they didn't have to do, uh, but they did. But <laughs> this is an emulator, right? Yeah. <laughs> they are emulating N64 games on the Switch. Uh-huh. These games are, some of them are older than I am. None of them are older than these I game, am. <laughs> none of these games are worth you paying more per month to play them, no matter how good they are. No matter how good the games are, it doesn't matter. This is not a thing that you should have to pay extra for. Especially when, you know, 
Ocarina of Time, Mario 64, Yoshi's Story, right? You know, all these games, they're not changing the games, not making them better, not making them run better. They're just emulating them, right? This is, this sucks. This is shit. Um, and the fact that there's like, what is that, nine N64 games mm-hmm. at launch and then... Seven one, two, more three, announced four, later. Seven more. Like, what do what they have to go find the files? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are, what, why are they coming later? I could find them now. I could, <laughs> I could, home, I, I could homebrew them. Hey, Nintendo, I found this my... really neat website called XXROMHACK69XX, and I found yeah. these files for, for Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie. Could you put those up now, please? Yeah, like, hey, Nintendo, I found these files on this website called uh, Emu Paradise. I, uh, oh, oh, you already took that one down? Oh, okay. Do you, like, uh, what about this one? Oh, no, you took that one down too? So, okay. Sorry, did you, so did you seize that... all of their files? So, so you've got the yeah. files. Yeah. Well, like, they, they, they desisted. Did you... Did you... <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, coming off Nintendo's complete hate genuine dis- despiseness for disdain um yeah yeah disdain for pre- for game preservation yes right like their active active war against it for them to then go and you know send cease and desists to emulation websites for them to charge then again to charge people for the thing that they were Season desisting people from you know saving their games. I like to point out that they also do that to themselves in a way where the uh the, this will now be the only way you can buy Mario sixty four. Yes, because the collection that they had last year or this year, last whenever year. it was. Yes, last year. Um, they just decided to stop selling that. Because, you know, fuck you, that's why. There is no reason for that. You know, physically, fine, whatever. You want to live it to physical release, fine, whatever. Digitally, fuck you. You shouldn't do that. Um, stupid fucking company. None of this is worth any of it. Um, this is, okay, Kerry, are you familiar with the Disney Vault? Yes. So this is the, yeah. the sort of artificial scarcity, artificial, like, scarce releases of Disney movies onto VHS and then subsequently DVDs. And then there'd yeah. be like a rush yeah. on whatever things that came out of the vault and then they wouldn't release any of those movies for months or years. Yes, yes. It was it was a way of artificially increasing the demand for their product because they would, yeah, like they would create artificial scarcity. Um, same thing Nintendo have done with the NES Classic, the same thing they did with the SNES Classic, the same thing now what they're doing with their games. Like, this is like this sucks. This is shit. Um, no matter, no matter the game, doesn't matter the company, it doesn't matter the product. Yes, it's not particularly pro consumer, is it? It's not. It's not pro consumer at all. And like you know, and everybody's saying you know they're a business, they're a business. I don't give a shit. Like you know, this sucks. This is like actively against what they could be doing for folks you know, at the moment who have a Nintendo online subscription, 
you know, in a pandemic, right? You know, Nintendo have made billions over COVID, right? The Switch is still the most amazing selling system, like, at the moment. Like, and it will be for a very good long time. Mm. Um, you know, they're releasing the the OLED version um, of the console soon, right? And, you know, there's, there's still a rumor that they're going to be doing a better version of the Switch soon. Who knows? They can afford it. You know, it's not, they're not, they're, their profit isn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I am so excited. I'm so happy with this announcement. And I'm not saying that so flippantly to just like dismiss everything you're saying, but it is it is just that stark a difference between how we feel about this, I think. Um I think there's a lot of merit to what you've had to say. Like, you're right. They probably don't have to wait on the releases of those other seven games. Um, they could probably be here, or like even just a couple more of them could be in the in the in the initial lineup. Um, These are games they own. Yeah, yeah. Banjo Kazooie. Well, that one. That's I a can... that's a that's a rare one. I think. Yeah. No. What I'm saying is, I can just go play Banjo Kazooie on my Xbox. <laughs> Through Game Pass uh-huh. at no extra cost uh-huh. in 4K. Uh-huh. What if you don't have an Xbox, Jeremy? And you yeah, want to sure. play it on like, HDMI you know, cable without buying a RetroTINK 5X? Yeah, no, sure, that's fine. I can charge you extra for Banjo-Kazooie. So that's the thing for me. The, the extra... It, well, one, and I hope they're not listening to this, and they won't be because cause obviously not, but like... I hope it's not too much, but if and if it is, I'll probably still pay for it. Because um, not only am I a sucker, but I really, really, really want to be able to play um, Ocarina of Time on in a convenient fashion on a modern system. The, and, I, and I said this at the time in our Discord discussion. I've, I've been looking at buying stuff. You know, I just mentioned the RetroTINK, like 5X and stuff like that. There are a bunch of converters to do that stuff. But to play retro consoles on modern displays or to be able to have the potential to stream stuff like that you need specialist hardware you need hardware that costs half as much as a console these days to be able to do that um and not have to worry about the hurdles of progressive versus um progressive scan versus like interlaced or um or a 240p image being stretched or or there's there's so much conversion stuff with those early av signals that has to go with every console. It's different with every console. Um, that it's such a headache. And so having a convenient way to play Lilat Wars, Yoshi's Story, 64, uh, my, well, 64, they're all 64, Mario Kart 64, Super Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Banjo-Kazooie, which I hardly played, Pokemon Snap, Crystal Shards, which I just mentioned... Um, Paper Mario, like these are all games that I deeply love, that are foundational to my upbringing, not only as like a young child, but in terms of the fostering of my passion for this industry. These games are a big part of why we're here having this discussion right now. And so it's just, and I, I just can't help but be excited to have a convenient and simple way to play these games. Um, on my modern systems in a way that won't be a problem. And what I'll do, you know, I'll, what I'll probably do is I'll probably buy the expansion pack. And if it is too much, I'll just buy it for as long as I'm playing the games and then cancel it. And I'm probably still going to look into that retro tech stuff in the future anyway, because that's something I want to be able to go to, 
you know, if I did want to, you know, I've been about speedrunning Aragon, like, somehow this game keeps coming up today. But I was, I've been thinking about speedrunning that game because that'd be a, that'd be a cool thing to do to keep playing it. Um, but to do that and to do that on my modern display, I, I need a converter, and so that's a whole that's a whole bunch of hoops to go through. But this this honestly really really excites me. Yeah, and you know, I'm not against N64 games being on the Switch online system. That's I'm, fine. I, and honestly, sincerely, I'm not against them charging more for it. it again, it all comes down to how I much am. they're charging for it. Because again, like I said there, at the start, NES, Nintendo Switch Online is very cheap. Even if you're not on the family plan, $30 a year, it's, that's like, it's so cheap. It's like four bucks a month. It's less than $4 a month. It's the cheapest subscription out there. And if they only add $10 on top of that for the expansion pack, I think that's great value. They're 20-year-old games. Yeah. They're, 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 not, they're not worth that. I, I disagree wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. It do- it doesn't matter the game. You 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 wrap them into the same subscription. You know, like Game Pass didn't get more expensive when they put, um, you know, th- they th- they started putting new releases on there. True, but that's Microsoft making a like a a, a tech move to eat the cost and gain favor with um, consumers. That's 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 a decision that's primarily being made to gain market share, not to gain profit or to be profitable. Sure. And like Nintendo have the market share and then they're still doing this to be even more profitable. You know, there's never a, there's never a point where Nintendo will go, okay, like let's genuinely do something nice um, for the consumers, right? Like let's genuinely, make a good faith effort to like you know celebrate mario's 35th anniversary for example mm. um you know like you know th- they're out here still charging 80 dollars for you know a hd port of a wii game um you know they're charging 80 dollars for galaxy um sunshine and mario 64 which then they decided to stop selling to then immediately create their you know f- like heaven forbid that they have you know a little bit of availability for some of their games um, you know, I, I would completely believe that some games are going to start rotating in and out of the NES Classic and the and the SNES Classic, and it'll be stuff that they own, right? I can totally see that. Subscription-based stuff like this is the easiest way for them to decide you don't own this. Um, this is continuing the trend of, you know, like, oh, you don't own the game, you own a license to the game, all that stuff, right? In in plenty of countries, that's the same thing as owning it. And then the moment someone takes it away, you can take them to court for, um, for, for you know, saying, hey, like, you, you took away the product that I paid for. Um, digital licenses, you know, when a store goes down, you lose it. That's a shame. That does happen. And that's an issue with, you know, uh, with uh, digital preservation for games. Um but the moment that stuff starts to leave this subscription, suddenly it all just falls apart again because you're you've never actually paid for the game. You've paid for the ability to access the game through their servers. Um, you know, like it's the same reason. You know, I'll continue to buy like Blu-rays and stuff, is because things leave streaming services all the time. You can't rely on them, and if I want to watch it, that's the only way for me to watch it, aside from me pirating it. All these streaming services 
cause everybody to start pirating it again because you know not everybody wants to pay, you know, seventy dollars a month for all the streaming services. Mm. So then that is then increased piracy. What Nintendo also do though is they stop the websites that allow you to pirate the games because they want to only they want to be the ones in control at all times. None of this is worth the money. I still think it's worth the money. I agree that their perspective, the way they're coming from it, it isn't pro-consumer and it's not it's not positive in a customer-facing way. I definitely agree with that. So a question I'd like to cuz you brought up Game Pass, right? Hmm. Xbox have been behind this last generation, right? In this generation where they introduced Game Pass. What do you think the chances are that they would have come in with a Game Pass subscription service in this last four or five years when they announced it if they continued their success of the from the 360 generation into the next one? Because my bet would be that they wouldn't have done it. I, I think they would have done it, but it would have looked very different. Um like the the reason you know like i'm I'm not saying that like you know uh, game pass is like you know the most pro-consumer move what what i'm saying is that it's like it's the most pro-consumer move that that this industry has at the moment um but like I, i i still think what xbox is still trying to do though is get you into their ecosystem they don't care about like you know they don't care as much about selling the box anymore um you know, it's the it's the printer and ink thing, right? It's like mm, you mm. know, like Xbox will happily take a loss on the printer to sell you the ink, um, which is why they're going to come out with whatever their like Game Pass X Cloud only device for for TVs soon. Um, but like, Nintendo are selling you the printer for the price of printers before people thought that they can sell you the ink. They're just selling you both for like you know. Like what? What's the markup on an N sixty four game at this point? Is it like a hundred percent? Because they're not. It didn't cost them anything to do. Yeah, probably not because they would have to pay for the uh, the online integration. Uh, sure, but like let's say for Ocarina. Yeah, it wouldn't be much. What are they? What? It what would, are they realistically doing? It would be the implementation to get it onto the Switch software. Get the emulator running in the yeah. first place. Get the get the controls mapped properly. Uh, make sure they iron out any uh, rendering glitches and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be much. And the thing that's wild to me is that, like, you know, uh, I I'm, I'm pretty sure Nintendo were doing this, but at least Sony were. Like, they were selling, you know, the the classic versions of their consoles with the open source emulators just sitting on them. You know, the ones that they spent, you know, years trying to crack down on. Right. It's just, it's all about, it's all about money. This isn't a celebration of the N64. This wasn't a celebration of Mario's 35th anniversary. This is just, like, this is an announcement for, um, like, this this is an announcement for, like, their quarterly earnings, right? This is going to be like a, this is an announcement that, that, hey, look, we're selling this again. Yeah. That's not an announcement. That's not an exciting thing. It's not an exciting thing if you're not excited about those games. For me, like I said, it doesn't, it doesn't matter the it doesn't matter the games. It could be like, hey, Sony saying, hey, look, we're gonna start selling PS2 games on the store. Oh my god, fucking! I'd be so excited. That also sucks. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't, Jeremy, because at some point it's still their product to sell. Like that, like they can't just give them away. It's their product. What do you expect to yeah, happen? Yeah, but like what? 
what what I expect is that them to what I expect what I would like sure, them sure. to realistically <laughs> do yes um is to stop being so greedy but what's what's the alternative just right greed. like let's say let's say the NES expansion pack um not NES the the switch online expansion with pack is $10 extra a month which so you're paying yeah. $10 extra for the 9 64 games and the 15 or so Genesis games. You're getting 25 games for $10 extra a month. Like, like that's that's less than a dollar a game for that month. You're paying 125, so you're paying $120 a year to pay, to play N64 games. I guess if I said $10, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. Sorry, that was I. I came in with 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 bad faith, with 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 bad math actually, um, because that would take because the monthly cost of Switch Online is six dollars a month, but the yearly cost is thirty, which is like less than half price of the monthly cost. I, I what I meant in my head was ten dollars extra a year for N sixty four games and the Genesis games. The 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 money on that markup is so it's 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 still it's still greedy it's still money grabbing it's such like a like you know do you remember when okay he, here's a good example when 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 the wii shop was moving over to the wii u shop any games that you bought on the wii you had to pay like an extra two dollars fifty or five dollars to play them on the wii u yeah right? that's bullshit and yeah and when you think about it, it's like you know like oh you know it's it's only two dollars fifty it's only five dollars Again, it's only two dollars fifty. It's only five dollars. Only two dollars. You know that money ends up adding up. You know, if that was a one-time purchase, right? Say it was like, okay, you as long as you have a Nintendo Online subscription, you pay a fifteen-dollar entry fee, and then you have it, right? Fine, right? But like, anytime you ever want to go, you just got to pay that little bit more. Just got to pay that little bit more. Just got to pay that little bit more. Like it's, it's just, you don't need it. You know, the company, it'll do fine without it. And the money that it costs to implement it will be made back immediately. Not if they don't charge for it. Which is basically what it sounds like you're no, suggesting. Yes, it sounds like yes. to you, they, they, they won't... It sounds like to you... It sounds like, from your point of view, the only positive way they could integrate this stuff is by just giving it to you for free or for no extra cost. For no extra cost, yeah. Hmm. I already, I disagree. You know, like like businesses don't run like that. That's not how businesses work. I understand they're all products, right? But there's still it's a still a legal way and it's a distributed way and it's a way that they've put resources into to host the servers to give you the files, to host the the developers to put together the platform, to to put together the online service. Like they're not just gonna give them to you. No, but like you're already paying for it. You're already paying for Nintendo Online. You pay a monthly fee for it. The cost of Nintendo Online is now not suddenly eaten up by the fucking N64 online service. No, that's true. I'm paying the original cost to, for access to the to those original catalogs and for the online yeah. service. Yeah. Yeah, you're not like. You know them adding N sixty four on uh you know the the few games that I've got online, 
them adding that to the Nintendo Online service is not suddenly going to eat up all the profits of you know the Nintendo Online service. They're not only just making enough, and then the moment they add N64, they're suddenly not making enough. True. Like Nintendo Online is not going to be not going to become like it's not going to be like like a a, a debt accruing program because they've put no, fucking I, Ocarina I, I, I of Time on that, the... right? But like, <laughs> imagine imagine if they were adding three SNES games and three NES games a week since those collections had come out, right? By this point, there would be sure. hundreds of games in those collections by this point. Sure. At that point, would it not be more reasonable for them to be charging more? What this is going to do is then just get them to charge more for the GameCube games, and they're going to charge more for the Wii games, and then they're going to charge more for the DS games, and they're going to have different plans. They're going to have different subscription tiers if you want to have the DS games added to your service, and then the Game Boy Color games added to your service. And at that point, it's going to become so much money that no one's going to pay for it, and then they're just going to fucking, um, you know, gut the whole system, artificial scarcity re-release the games on their, like, anniversaries mm. for a month or until the clouds cover the sunshine and they decide to stop selling it. Mm. This is this is an interesting discussion. I'm glad we continued to have this discussion that we started the other day, but over voice and face-to-face. <laughs> the, o- the only reason they can get away with this is because their games are so loved. If their games were shit... Well, it's like we're talking about with Xbox, right? Xbox are fighting for the market share. Nintendo well and truly already have it. They've got it in the bag. Yeah, they like, but like they can just, whenever anything gets a little bit slim, they can just rely on their old stuff over and over and over again. And it sucks. It fucking sucks. Mm. Because all it does is allow them to not take risks on things if they don't need to. They do still take risks on a lot of their stuff, which I'm very glad about, but it allows them to just fall back onto this stuff and just sell you the same fucking thing over and over and over again. Mm. It's a, it's And worse versions of that product, right? They are once again selling Super Mario 64, the worst version of that game. Yeah, the not, not the one DS that had version the, the slight game. UI up-res from last year, yeah. Oh, but even the one that was on the DS years prior, right? I still don't think that would the be that easy version. to port or would look good. I, you know, looking at that game in modern day, it doesn't look great coming from like the N sixty four version <laughs> scales better than the DS version. Heaven forbid they put any work onto that game. Heaven fucking forbid. Well, then they'd have to charge for it. Would you be all right with that? I, I I would be more inclined to charge for a better version of that game that you can only play on the DS than I would a game that has been, you know, on on N64, but has been emulated to a point where, like, it can run better on other platforms, mm. right? Mm. The only way to play that DS game is in a DS emulator. Mm. And that's, you know, with a bottom screen touchpad, you know, like, there would have to be legitimate work done to that. But why would they do that when they can just sell you Dolphin in a box? Dolphin in a box. <laughs> Yeah, Echo the Dolphin, specifically. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we I'm glad we continued this discussion uh, in this forum. Um, it's tricky. You, what you what what you've done for me is you've made me question the ongoing 
month on month on month on month subscription to uh, Nintendo Switch Online. I think I might try to focus more on making the most out of a year subscription uh, to their service. It's tricky, right? Because we do this family plan thing, it kind of locks us in. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they do that. Because, you know, right now we pay like $7 a year for NES Online. I'm happy to pay that just to have on tap access to everything that's on offer in that service. Sure. So same, totally same. And that's because like they don't, they genuinely don't offer that much. They offer the ability to, you know, servers and, you know, and like SNES and NES, you know, that's neat, but yeah. like, it's, you know, it's a pretty lightweight thing. It is um, light. You know, we don't even have theme, we don't even have themes on the console yet. Yeah, exactly. So for how much they're charging, I'm okay with that just to have access to what they're offering for it. The pricing for me, this really comes down to the pricing with how acceptable this is or not. Um, and whether I'll be continuing to subscribe year on year or whether I'll be more frugally going, okay, I'm going to do this now and I'm going to play a bunch of N64 games this month to make the most out of this purchase. Um, because you're right, it does keep adding up and it is a, it is a, it is a, uh, a factor being made to eke more money out of, out of nostalgia. Um, I, I, you've, you've made some good points. Um, no other industry can really do this. You know, like, you can remake a movie, but, you know, you still like the old movie. You know, just like... Uh, what do you mean? Th the, like, movies don't become inaccessible. Games only do because you have to have hardware from 20 years ago, you know? Yes. Whereas, you know, you can watch movies from whenever. You can listen to music from whenever. You know, it's... The, 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 the greatest trick the games industry, like, pulled was like proprietary you know, hardware the ability yeah was how closed off it really really is mm. yeah and like back then it needed to be right back when not everyone had a home computer or if they did it cost them four thousand oh, sure. dollars like it makes i understand it had the, the legacy of that but you're right going forward you know everyone's got a fucking supercomputer in their pockets um yeah imagine if they like made like a a phone app for some of that stuff, right? Connect your, you know, connect your pro controller to your phone. I would log hate in that. with your Switch Online. I, I wouldn't no. like that, but I don't enjoy content on my phone at most times anyway. That's just me. I'm not the user for that. Right. There are sure. billions of people who are. I think what would be yeah. cool is if they had like a, like a library or a passport that you access from your phone. You know what I mean? Like, if you bought yeah, no, stuff that, that, on... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Log in with your Switch Online subscription onto your phone. Yeah. And continue to play all of these retro games, connect a pro controller to it, and just go nuts. Yeah. That would be genuinely cool. Like, some some version of me this, holding this N64 cartridge in my hand, my literal copy of Ocarina of Time that I just have on my mm. desk. Like, if I could have the digital version of this in my my, my Switch library app... And be like, okay, great. I'm ready to play this now. Throw it onto my games console X in the year 2040 and, and just play it because this is my copy of the game. That would be amazing. Because um, what this also does, just just to, to, I think my final thought on this, is that when they announce the new Switch 2, whatever, the, you know, the, the one that comes after... None of this stuff is going to be brought across. No, probably not. Not at all. You're going to have to just pay for it again. And again and again. 
and again and again and again. Yeah. Yep. It's a good point. It's a good point, Jeremy. You've, you, you've convinced me more than I thought you were going to. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone, for sticking with us through that. I, uh, I hope that wasn't a uh, too circular a discussion. I, I, I felt like we, we moved through that logically and kept progressing. Um, None of this is bad as Chris Pratt being Mario. Honestly, honestly, not honestly. <laughs> I, I really recommend people go watch Kind of Funny Freak Out to that. It's so good. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening to the end of this episode and for getting through that with us. Um, if you have any strong opinions like we do about this, you can feel free to tweet at us. Um, we're all there individually and there as the, as the group as well. So the Minimap account is at MinimapAU. Uh, you can go there. You'll uh, get notified whenever whenever every episode comes out um, with a little cutout, give you a little teaser of what we talk about in this episode. Um, uh, you can also follow me individually there. Uh, I am at KJPalmer underscore 24. Uh, Jeremy, what's your Twitter? At Obi1Jez. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can give it a positive rating, like I said, at the top of the show, or you can go to patreon.com slash minimapau uh, to throw us some uh, dollars if you feel so inclined. Um, but yeah, that's about it. We'll be back in a week's time. Um, no idea what we'll talk about, but we'll find out at the time. I, I was, I was going to like tease the episode, but it turns out that's not how this works because we haven't... This episode's all about what we've done in the last week, and this last week, next week, hasn't happened yet. Uh, look forward to the next episode where I'll talk about my Halo Big Team Battle Infinite Thoughts. Um, I'll probably be talking about Sable and maybe some more Deathloop. Mm. And maybe we'll Looking talk about your, uh, your, your, your Star Wars Lego if you get to it. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye.